Staying in Contact. I'm London Mitchell. Those that know me know I love to discuss the history of my hometown, Toledo. And I was honored to be invited to join the Board of Trustees of the Toledo History Museum. The Toledo History Museum, located in downtown Toledo at 425 North St. Clair, is preserving physical artifacts that reflect the Toledo story. Recently, I took my microphone to the museum where I chatted with the president of the Toledo History Museum, Donna Christian. We talked for a moment about how often I have found it is not native Toledoans who appreciate the city and its heritage. I would say what my experience has been, many of the people who are most enthusiastic about Toledo and Toledo's history are people who move here from someplace else or who are native to Toledo, moved away from Toledo and moved back. Or people who have lived in Toledo all their lives, but they've traveled a lot. Because I think what happens if you've been in Toledo and you've never really done a lot of traveling, it's hard to compare. But Toledo has so many of the amenities that bigger cities have. I find it true. I grew up in Louisville, Kentucky, moved here when I got my job at the library in 1978. And when I moved here, it was like almost like home because Toledo had the amenities I was used to in Louisville. But the big advantage, it didn't have the congestion. And I still remember one time it took me an hour to go four miles in Louisville. And I went storming into my parents' home going, now I know why I haven't moved back here. <laughs> but I think that's true with the history also. Um, Toledo has a history, that a background that people don't realize. Toledo was much more of a major player in U.S. history and even world history back in the late 1800s, the early 1900s. There were a lot of inventions, there were businesses, there were people here who made an impact far beyond the actual boundaries of Toledo. Toledo is known as the glass city, but there's much more to the history of Toledo. Lots of manufacturing and, of course, transportation. Yes, and of course the port of Toledo has always been a major port. Um, Toledo certainly has been a hub of intermodal transportation because you had railroads that could bring coal in that then went out on freighters in the Great Lakes. Uh, shipping of grain used railroads to the lakes. Of course, with the opening of the St. Lawrence Seaway, you had the capabilities of ocean-going vessels being able to come into Toledo to basically the area where the DeSalle Bridge over I-75 goes over the Maumee River. The history of Toledo has not often been peaceful. We have all heard about the wars over bootlegging, but there was also that deadly Autolite strike. And the Autolite strike was one of four strikes that occurred that year. 
that really had a major impact on the development of labor unions, especially United Auto Workers. Um, there were moves in the late 1800s to begin creation of labor unions. And the focus for a lot of labor unions, I believe, in their early days was really safety. Wages, yes, but perhaps even more important than wages, it was safety. Because the late 1800s was a period of high immigration. There were the bodies to fill the jobs, the unskilled labor jobs. So if a worker died on the job, either in railroading or mining, so many of these industries were dangerous industries. The companies didn't have any problems finding laborers to fill that spot. And I've heard people say, well, you know, they could always sue the company for the death. Well, those families didn't have the money to hire lawyers to sue. And these major companies had large law departments that there was no contest between laborers and the companies. And this was basically, I think, what labor unions could fill that gap, that when the workers banded together, formed a union, that they could then negotiate with the company. That gave them leverage that they did not have before. As I mentioned, the Toledo History Museum is currently located at 425 North St. Clair. It's open Saturday and Sunday afternoon. The current exhibit is uh, Toledo Automotive History providing a spark to move a nation. And what a lot of people don't realize, of course, they hear of Willie's Overland, you hear of Jeep, but in the late um, or the early decades of the 20th century, Woolies Overland was the second largest auto manufacturer in the country. Ford was the first. Woolies was second. And a lot of people, I don't think, realized that. And of course, John North Woolies had the ability to require companies that wanted to provide parts, such as Champion Spark Plugs, to require them to move to Toledo. Because Champion Spark Plugs started in the Boston area. And Stranahan's wanted to be the supplier of spark plugs for Willie's Overland. And Willie's basically said, if you're going to be my supplier, you need to move to Toledo. Uh, Dollar Diecasting was another company that moved here because of Willie's. So that's why you ended up with several major automotive-related companies that grew up in the early 19-teens because of Willie's being here. Toledo, in my opinion, is definitely a story of individuals, real movers and shakers. Oh, definitely, definitely. The people are, you know, it's incredible. And then people who moved here, you've got uh, Willie's, you've got Stranahan, you've got In Glass, you have Edward Drummond Libby, you've got Michael Owens. 
uh, Edward Ford, who created Rossford. And of course, the his company, Sheet Glass Company, merged with Libby Owens and became Libby Owens Ford. Always behind it, it's the story of people. That's what it really comes down to. And a lot of people don't realize how wealthy Edward Drummond Libby was. That um, he was one of the wealthiest men in the United States. And he and his wife, to a great extent, funded the art museum. Um, I won't say single-handedly, because I'm sure there are others who were major funders of the art museum, but they were probably the ones who were the most instrumental. You know, I find it fascinating, I just realized not too many years ago that Florence Scott Libby funded the construction of the two wings of the art museum in the late 30s. At the same time, Robert Stranahan built his house, what's now known mostly as the Manor House at Wildwood Metro Park. Those construction projects were done with the idea of creating jobs for construction workers during the Great Depression. And I don't know of too many people who have done that kind of um, building up. If people listening want more information about the Toledo History Museum, Donna, or they want to contact you, they can do what? Well, we do have a website. Uh, we're working on revising the website. But the website is available at ToledoHistoryMuseum.org. And at the top of the page, there is a drop-down menu for Get Involved, and you can explore membership there. We've got a number of different membership levels. We have the individual level, family level, senior citizen, senior family, uh, student. The individual is about $25, families $35, a student is $10. But then we do have some larger memberships that help to do some fundraising for sustaining, which is $100. Do what? One final question. Right behind you looks like a pretty valuable artifact. Is that a Toledo scale? Yes, it's a very early Toledo scale. It dates to about 1906. It's interesting because when we got it, it had been painted yellow and most of the yellow paint was flaking off and there was this blue paint underneath and the board member at the time who said he could restore it thought he was going to find an original color of either black or white underneath the blue. Well, he discovered, no, the blue was the original color. And in doing some research, he found that generally Toledo Scale did white for food and black for hardware or merchandise, non-food items. However, there was a market in New York called the Mohawk Market that wanted their scales blue. And so these scales, there were scales that were made with this Mohawk blue. So it's been uh, repainted that original color. Donna Christian, 
is the president of the Toledo History Museum. Thanks, Donna, for chatting with me about the museum and some Toledo history. I'm London Mitchell. Please join me at the same time next week, staying in contact. In the meantime, feel free to catch up on prior installments at my webpage, londonmitchell.news. Have a great weekend.